Howdy, y'all. I'm Ricky. I'm Teeny. I'm Risa. I'm Sophia. And we are Four Titties. <laughs> That's how we are. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we it. Why? Now we That's like too fast right after we say it, so it's gonna oh, be really hard to say. Howdy, y'all. I'm Ricky. I'm Teeny. I'm Risa. And I'm Sophia. And we are Core Titties. <laughs> we are currently in Risa's bedroom, um, hanging out, just having a fun little night. And uh, this episode, we are going to reflect on the joy that was 2020 <laughs> and what it taught us, what we didn't want to learn, but maybe needed to. Um, it was a, it was a kind of rough year, but also full of really, really beautiful moments. Um, and so we're just going to take time to reflect on that and hopefully help you reflect on it and see it maybe in a little bit better light than what it'll be remembered in uh, history books and whatever else <laughs> brings it up to light. <laughs> uh, so grab a drink, make sure your listening device is charged and ready to go. And uh, let's dive in. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> What would you say was one of your biggest lessons in 2020? I was so dependent on like needing someone else to go like do things with and like not wanting to be alone and things like that. And like I, like a lot of people, I guess this year, like I spent my birthday alone in isolation. You know, mm-hmm. I like quarantined. I like have done so many like solo just adventures yeah. that I never would have felt comfortable doing. But like 2020 kind of forced me to do that. And it mm-hmm. was so incredible to get to like experience that and see that growth in myself. Yeah. And be like, damn, um, like I love Go being Ricky. with myself. I love spending yeah. time with myself now, you know? And it's like, yeah, like I'll have like, friends and like guys that I hang out with and stuff like that but it's not because I like need them there and even like having you guys as friends and everything like this friendship which is so close and so tight-knit and so like vulnerable and open and like here for each other we like spend days together on a trip to Zion and stuff and also like we are so independent and so able to like cheer each other on in our independent like yeah. adventures and successes and totally. things like that. And then I think we're also just strong enough to also say no to each other too. We, yes, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. I feel like 2021 is like the year that everyone had parts to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2020 yes. was the year. 2020, yeah. yeah. I feel like it was just because like if you weren't mentally there, you're not going to go. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're and gonna, I appreciate like, that. Like the potluck like, the other night. Yeah, like I wasn't – like I feel like you really get to truly know like what is – what you're truly feeling getting to reflect on that versus like the busyness that we always had before mm-hmm. because yeah. you had everything shut down you had to reflect like oh man I guess I really didn't really miss that because I was I felt like forced to do it all the time and so now like when I feel like offers do arise we really do consider like if it is worth our time mm-hmm. intentional yeah yes what is intentionality the- mm-hmm. yeah my biggest thing that I learned in 2020 was to and this was less so because of the year itself and the conditions in the pandemic than it was just being around people and living with a dynamic group. I just learned that you can't really take anything at face value and how to separate the emotions that people express to you and their actions and what their intentions are. Mm. I think I used to 
heavily tie emotion and action together with intention, thinking like, oh, this person is bad, this person is like not kind, this, they're acting in a mean way. When you take emotion out of the way that someone treats you, it, it makes it more black and white. So I've just learned that like, yeah. if people are ever, you feel like they're against you or you feel like you have an enemy, are they really, um, if you take yeah. your emotions and your reactions out of it in addition to theirs or try to figure mm-hmm. out why they are acting that way, um, it, sure. it just makes a lot more sense. I feel like I'm less reactive now in a good way. I feel like people definitely take words in, in their own um, I don't know what the word is, but they take it in their own way. Yes. And they like to yes. manipulate down how they want to be. Yes. It. And so that allows them to react a certain way. It totally. does. And it's like the tone and the expectation. It is tone. Yeah. Tone. And so uh, that's, that is one thing I've I learned. Think that's why, oh my gosh, that's why I get triggered sometimes with my sister. With tone? Uh, <laughs> yes. Tone is such a big yeah, tone It is around. huge. It is. So I've like learned to be the middle man because there's some roommates where Tone is number one. Like, you always have to keep in mind tone when you're conveying a message to them, or they will think you are mad at them and Mm -hmm. have something against them. Mm -hmm. But there are other roommates that are like, it doesn't matter how I say it, just take into account the words that I'm saying. Oh my gosh, wait, I have one example that's like also very elementary, but like this morning, (laughs) it was like 8.30, I'm making my breakfast, I'm making my tea, and like a little bit earlier... Um, my roommate took his dog out, and he also has, like, a puppy that's, like, six months old. And it's sometimes it's such a little shit. And this morning, mm-hmm. he, like, scratched his eye and his face, and he was, like, so pissed. He, like, stomped upstairs and told his boyfriend all about it. And then he comes downstairs, and he's like, Sophia, I hope you know. I just need to tell you this. I want you to just make sure that you don't let Timber, like, jump on you, like, in such a harsh tone. I was like, I stopped him right away. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, you can't be giving me this tone. It makes it sound like I'm in trouble for something right. I've done with the dog. Yeah. Like, if you don't want me to be treating your dog a certain way, let me know in a kinder net manner. He's like, no, no, I know. I'm sorry. It's just I'm pissed. And I was like, I get that. But I didn't know, like, I will definitely help out with the dog. But yeah. you got to make sure you convey it to me in a way that makes me feel respected versus yes. making it, mm-hmm. making me feel below you or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all on one even playing ground. I think that that's super important to always... But, like, some people, they definitely take, like, I wasn't hurt by that. I was just, like, I'm a, I'm a person that calls you out real quick. Yeah, I feel like you're good with tone. Yeah, so I feel like I can deliver something really well. If you really piss me off, I'll make sure I sound like a bitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't make but otherwise, I, I'll make sure, I don't know, there's times where I feel like with you, I still need to work out. Or, like, with, like when I'm teaching new nurses, I think, I think my tone's okay, but I think my delivery can still like need work of how I word it so it doesn't hurt somebody that is more delicate. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's hard to know with some people because they don't let themselves be known that I'm a sensitive person. Sometimes they'll instead sulk about it or change yes. the way that they act towards you. And then you're like, what, what's up? What's the sitch? And then they're like, oh, nothing. And then they let it build and build. And they then, do. And then the resentment happens. And I'm like, you're not helping the situation. I'm here to help if you mm-hmm. are willing to open up to me. Right. But it's that, it's just, I feel like it's something we talked about on our hike, is how everyone communicates, but yet it's such a hard thing to grasp. Mm-hmm. 
It is. It is. It's just, just so important to always be on that same page too. And communicate. Yeah. And I can see where some of the sense, like it's a strength to be able to interpret things without having tone taken into account. But if you straight up say, well, I'm a sensitive person, watch how you say what you yeah. say to me, then it's like, you don't want to be walking on eggshells. Yeah. Well, I think it's just most important to be receptive to people because you yeah. body language also yeah. plays such a huge part in delivery and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's also just a trial and error. Like if, if they're being too, like you can definitely have that conversation of, okay, you don't have to be like, I'm not like this delicate baby. Like you can tell me what's up, but at the same time, I'll tell you later if you could have given me a different way of how you could have approached it. Like, when I precepted Tina, a lot of our boundaries were really blurred because of the friendship, professionalism, yeah. mm-hmm. all that. But then, like, Christina later, although she didn't tell me at work, she told me later of what I could have said better to better deliver it. So she didn't feel incompetent. 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 As a nurse, as she's, like, trying new things. Because she she can't help it. She's learning. But for me... Mm-hmm. It's sometimes like second nature now because I've done it so many times to where like I I can't help sometimes to just like my brain strikes up like judgmentalness for a second, but then I have to remember wait grace because they don't know patience and, yeah and patience so I kind of work on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone does though. Yeah, we all can. Inpatient society. I think that like in general communication, whether it be through tone and body language and like patience and like that kind of thing just like being able to have a relationship with another human being means communicating well and that's a skill that like everyone is constantly like working on or at least Mm -hmm. needs to be if you think that you don't need to be working on communicating and like improving that skill then you're probably a bad communicator and like don't realize it because you're too much of like stuck up asshole about it or something (laughs) yeah you know like if you aren't willing to like let your pride fall and be like hey and like receive that kind of feedback feedback yeah Yeah. then like you're not gonna have good relationships because like the reason like we've said the reason that we all are able to be such good friends and be so vulnerable with each other is because we're able to be like hey by the way like it hurt my feelings when you like said this like this you're like (laughs) you know like that (laughs) (laughs) you're a Karen (laughs) oh god Yeah, she oh, forgot about like me like coming out to you guys about that, and like, she was like, "Ricky, I don't know if you ever said that." And I'm like, "Thank you for doing it." And literally, she, both of you guys before I hopped on, both of you were like, "No, she definitely like, <laughs> like, yeah, I, mean, was like <laughs> I didn't mean it to come across that way. No, it, it didn't. didn't it, either. it was more like, like, "Ricky, I heard you. You're seen." <laughs> no, I know, but then we weren't like, all ignoring. I, I was like, "Sophia, come on." <laughs> I was like, what? Where were you at? But the fact that like we're able to like laugh about yeah. that. Yeah. And probably even when I heard it, I just I literally when you were saying like, I don't know if you did it, I was like, <laughs> I, I definitely did, but I was just like chuckling to myself. I was yeah. like, maybe I wasn't clear about it, like mm-hmm. whatever, you know. She was cooking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was definitely sitting right beside her as she was having her bed full of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it's like so I, like I remember telling Ricky, like, you have great advice. 
things. I've been like listening to everything you said, but somehow bisexual nature. <laughs> just ran right into the Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's typical. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to add one more thing. I just think having good communication just makes everything. It's it's a very attractive trait to have. Yeah, it's very attractive because to me that is equivalent to you having the confidence to speak up for what you feel like you deserve or just maintaining. But I feel like communication is as much as it is as much as it is speaking up for yourself, it's advocating for the other person as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? oh, it's it's yes. a back and forth. It's yeah. a like Yes. Yeah, it's Oh, I love that. Advocating for the other person. Yeah, and being willing like like the night that we were like camping and stuff and we were going around like asking questions and stuff. I, I think it was Sophia who like, I hadn't like really spoken up about a question or something like that. She was like, Ricky, you've been quiet. Like what's on your mind? Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. Sophia's really good at that. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a really, it like it scared me at first, honestly, because like I hated being put on the spot. I felt like I like had to come up with like this, like, Oh, it's this really deep like thought that I'm just like, meditating on when most of the time it's just like <laughs> I was thinking about this stupid cat that I saw the oh other day or something God. like that <laughs> there's a cat today it's the cutest freaking thing stupid yeah over communication sometimes is a thing yes. too like it, like always do I need to be on the same page is that person always okay with me when yeah. sometimes it's like they're that's just going through a bad though. day yeah by that, that time is. and yeah. that's that's what I struggled with a lot especially in my last relationship was thinking that like if we weren't okay, something was like, if we weren't yeah. actively like communicating really, or, gosh, how do I word this? If it wasn't a like actively voiced, like we're doing good. We're okay. Like, Oh my gosh, I love you. I love spending time with you. Da, da, da. If that wasn't like voiced constantly almost. And like, I started being like, Hey, are you okay? Hey, are things okay? And then, but sometimes then I'm that way. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Saying that, just, but sometimes no, 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 no. Just like or on the other me, side. I'm the I'm the retreating side. Like if I don't hear it often enough, I'm like I think something's wrong. Yeah, because that's my love language. Is like I sometimes mm-hmm. need words of affirmation, that validation. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. I, mean, I think it's, like, it's about balance and about like again communicating with the other person and being like, hey, this is where I stand. This is where I'm at. This is why I ask that. Like is like just letting them know and sometimes it just like like my ex it kind of like annoyed the shit out of him you know and like looking back on it now it's like it's kind of it's kind of understandable like I was a bit of a nuisance to like be in a relationship with to some degree you know Mm -hmm. like I wasn't the best person to be in a relationship with but at the same time we both could have done a lot better like communicating that Mm -hmm. and like not just letting things build up and be annoyed and that kind of thing but like let it be known like where mm-hmm. we stand and what's going on kind of thing yeah. and what I'm where I was going with that was saying that just because him and I didn't work out because of that difference doesn't mean that like there's not someone else who is okay right. with that and is right. more than willing to be like yeah right. no babe like we're good like everything's fine yeah. right and then everything's settled right know? and like different it's uh, again it's about like tone and not being like yeah we're fine yes but being like yes no yeah babe like it's okay everything's fine yeah yes. and someone who is like able to be like that patient yes. with you and be like yes. Take, tone, yeah, as many man. times you need to hear it like it's okay i understand like i hear you like work it up for everything like mm-hmm. i'll let you know a million times a day if you need to you know it is two ways yeah the retrieving mm-hmm. person needs to be like 
okay, I understand that you need this and I understand I need to respond in this way. Exactly. Because otherwise that can develop anger in this person for like, yes, we're fine. Just like, let it go. Literally. And this person is like, what did I do? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It's a good. This is Okay, so one of my biggest takeaways, and I think that we can all kind of relate to this, um, even if we realized it a little bit in 2021, um, I think that it's just important to bring up to the table, but it's so important for us to, us as adults, to channel our inner child, and I think that we noticed that a lot more when we were at Zion. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, it's okay to be playful. Like, life is a playground. And I think when we're constantly put into these roles, which equals our careers, um, there, it becomes really fixed. And it becomes so easy for us to just, like, I'm a nurse, so I'm going to, like, get be, lost in that identity. Yes, totally. But it's also okay to be like, no, but like, who it, who would I really be without that mask on? Or mm-hmm. what is something that I genuinely just like to do creative-wise? Um, so yeah, just kind of finding ways to channel that creativity, whether it's, I don't know, just being a, more observant or just more curious. Um, I feel like awareness is also a big thing to even start with. Yeah. If... Like, you're noticing you're getting sucked into something that is not bringing you as much joy or you're feeling like every day you're waking up just for this purpose that you know isn't even fulfilling your purpose. Mm -hmm. Then that is your number one awareness of, like, okay, I'm I'm losing myself. Yeah. And now I must regain where who I used to be before all this. Right. Because before all this, we were kids. We were having fun. We were living our lives. Most of our memories are before we had a career. I feel like because that's where a lot of milestones happen. That's where a lot of developmental things happen. Sure. Yes, Mm -hmm. because we are growing. Our brains are growing. Our bodies are growing. But at the same time, that's when we had our pure joys in life. And we can still have pure joy now. But I feel like the construction of society of finding that career and making sure you're following the steps of, you know, um, giving to society in some sort of way or to some corporation or whatever it be, you start to forget like you. Totally. Mm -hmm. So like making sure that you are doing things that actually bring you joy, whether it's something silly, like, I mean, not even silly, just something that brings you peace. Like I know you love your watercolors, Risa. And then I know that, like you love your guitar and singing and reading and poetry and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then Tina, you're just off the walls. I don't even know what to pinpoint you as. I like how you embrace right like the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely love to change that every single time. Yeah. But yeah. Climbing rocks is definitely a good one. That's been mine. And then just reading has been mine because I need, I've been needing more peace. Yeah. I feel like, cause I'm such a hustler that I just need something that, to bring me back down and, let my mind get more into the running because I feel like I'm on autopilot a lot mm-hmm. when I am hustling through life. So reading brings back my, like, okay, my body's still, but my mind's still going. So that means something. Yes. So that means something is You're right being pr- productive in that. Yeah. 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 My damn productive Growing. addiction. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, so <laughs> what you were talking about with like getting like lost in your work and like just the everyday, like, kind of it and then like having to like feeling the need to contribute to society the way that society says you have to of having that corporate job or having that like 
one thing that you're doing or whatever, and that's your whole identity is that job and stuff like that. I think that realizing that there isn't really a like one specific job or like nine to five or like whatever that like satisfies me completely it's like what's making me want to do van life so much it's that like freedom and realizing that like I don't I like define myself by how I make money like when people ask me like hey like who Uh, are you what do you do I'm like oh well I like hiking I like you know animals they're like oh no no like where do you work? I'm like, no, oh, I'm like, I'm a vet assistant, but like, that's not what you asked me. Right, yeah. And like, that's not how, like, what I'm going to answer first. You know, they're yeah. like, hey, like, what have you been up to? Like, when I was back home, everyone asked me, like, hey, what have you been up to in Nashville? And I'm like, oh, you're just like spending time with my friends and like hiking a lot and like all this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, where are you like working? Like, um, yeah, people assistant. always, you know, like, that's know like their, that's, that's where, because I, I, that's where, especially Americans, like, find their identity. Yeah. It's like a one-lane thing for them. Yeah. And, like, for for me, one reason, like, it took me forever to, like, settle into, like, a field that I wanted to do is because I refused to just, like, pick one just because I wanted to make money and not one that, like, I didn't care about what I was doing and I didn't, like, actually have, like, personal investment in it. It's like I wanted to be a teacher for a little bit because, like, I enjoy teaching. I just wanted to do something that helped people. And that seemed like a good thing. And then I got like a semester into it and I was like, this is not it for me. I don't like this. And so I just stopped that track. I decided I didn't want to do that. So I wasn't going to invest any more of my time into it. Mm -hmm. And so now I like work in the vet field and stuff like that. And I'm an assistant and everything. And I know that I love this, especially like I'm working on a nonprofit thing now. And so like, Mm -hmm. it's so fulfilling to know, like people Mm -hmm. ask me, Hey, what do you like about your job? Most people are like, Oh, I get to hang out with like puppies and kittens all day and stuff like that. But the most satisfying thing to me about my job at the end of the day is knowing every day that I'm like making a difference in someone's life. Someone mm-hmm. who cares so deeply about their animal that like oh, they can't yes. afford like regular yeah. medical care for it, but they can still come to us and we will give them the best that we can give them. We will care for their animal the best that we can, things mm-hmm. like that, you know? And so, but also, like, not being so tied into that title that, like, I still want to live in a van and travel the country yeah. because I know that, like, what brings me so much joy is, one, getting to spend time with people mm-hmm. and also to just be out in nature and, like, explore everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And also, like, there's this one account that, like, super has, like, inspired me. is like, one of the main reasons I want to do van life. It's called Keeping Finn on Instagram. And it's this guy and his dog who live in a van. But, like, what I love so much about it is that they use their platform to, like, raise awareness for rescues and for, like, Mm -hmm. animal shelters and things like that across the country. And so, like, he's not just living in a van for the sake of being like, oh, fuck you, society. I'm going to go do what I want. But, like, he has a purpose to it. And I think that's what a lot of the older generations frown upon on on us as, like, us younger generations is, like, we – like. I'm not going to lie. There are some of us in our generation that don't know how to work hard anymore, and I'm going to mm-hmm. call them out now. But mm-hmm. there's also yeah. some that they just don't want to do the traditional track. Yeah. Because think about so many generations before, like, my grandparents or your grandparents or whatnot. They had the same job for 45 years or mm-hmm. so many years, and it was a routine. And maybe some people love that mediocrity or that pattern and routine, mm-hmm. but... And not it doesn't fill everyone's heart, and I feel mm-hmm. like thankfully now everyone's so much more open and accepting to that, saying, "Oh yeah, no, you do what you need to do." 
it doesn't matter if you, your company has to retrain the same person six different times within the year. It just shows your company is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Clearly, it does. Clearly yeah. you're not making your employers happy. Or mm-hmm. clearly you're not being innovative enough to make it to where it is. An like appeal. people want to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then also people just aren't accepting that life literally is adapt like is an adaptive type yeah. of feel like things are always evolving yes oh. and people think that being stagnant is like the way to be forever and i'm like no what no what do you think like a flat like when you plant a seed you think it's gonna stay a seed forever <laughs> i don't know sophia's over here getting offended she on a rant i have a point to bring up so me too talking about like generations in the past because i'm trying to decipher like my parents mindset versus like millennials and gen z us being having this more like freedom opportunity like yeah so from my parents perspective for them it was just survival you know like they came over from china to america and uh they came over from china to america and they barely could speak the language so it was one that they just had a different goal at that time but as we've evolved and they have given us the opportunities that they didn't have things have shifted we have we have so much more than they ever did so we're seeking more you know so it only makes sense that i'm gonna chase the opportunities because it's just like bonuses on bonuses like i just think things are endless now compared to what they used to have to worry about we just there's two different worries now. It um, is. And we're, we come from such, such a rich country that we're able to explore that opportunity. So just being in America gives us that freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that note about like generationals and like what we focus on, what we like pass down and things like that. There's a quote that I heard recently. It's by John Adams. And I looked it up and it says, I must study politics and war, that our sons may have the liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. Our sons ought to study mathematics and philosophy, geography, national history, and naval architecture, navigation, commerce, and agriculture, in order to give their children a right to study painting, poetry, music, architecture, statuary, tapestry, and porcelain. So it's this idea that like I study this hard shit so that generations behind me don't have to. Yes. So they have the freedom to be able to uh, study the arts and things like that. Like, yeah, it's so, like that. That, that is a, the dream. Is like, I do this, like I put in this like work so the people behind me have yes. the freedom and the ability. And that's why being green matters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were you gonna say before I cut you off? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, nothing. I'm side, really quick side note, John Adams was a president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is a quote by John Adams, who has edited, and I realized I don't know shit about John Adams like I should. And so I was like, recently, recently, like, John Adams. Soon as we're going to Washington. Continue. Um, Sophia. <laughs> I can just relate with that. And I don't know why I need to say my part when he's satisfied. No, but it's, 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 no, it's good to hear because, like, 
you have like a similar backstory of having like immigrant parents, but yeah, at the same time, it's so different. It's yeah. I love finding the like like Venn diagrams. in my life but yeah like Venn diagrams of people's lives who are so similar and yet at the same time like the little unique differences that like you can have a story that's almost identical to someone else but there's going to be something different yeah. there's going to be something that makes your life so unique and so special and that's a story that people deserve to hear hell yeah yes i'm sorry about all the background noise we're opening chocolates <laughs> we are from the trader joe's oh, calendar oh, that's uh, a month old my only contribution to add to that is the factor that the on what the world owes and i think that's why it works and that's why i honestly respect you so much because you take the world as what it is and still continue to make your decisions because there are other people who like sophia said with work ethic regards think like I don't deserve to work 40 hours a week because I'm too good for it or mm -hmm. because corporations and I think I'm worth more than that. Well, you can still believe you're worth more than that, but you it's either up to you to change that and yeah. carve that path for yourself Yes, because the world is the way don't it is. Don't be a sulky bitch. You can't sit there and expect it to change and be too good for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's either about working in the world the way it is or mm -hmm. carving your own path to change it and hey. still do your own thing. Yeah. yeah. It like, annoys the crap out of me when people like yeah. expect. Entitlement. Yes. And that comes from this, this generation of like it is what your parents gave you, brought you here. You have more opportunities. How do you utilize that? Yeah. Yes. Do you say, oh. look, I have all this stuff. Yeah, I can tell you goosebumps. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm like, just going to sit on my ass or like, no, I'm still going to work hard and like yeah. <laughs> do what I want yeah. Yeah, to deserve the life I think I do. Even like taking it back to that quote, it's still like each generation is still studying something and still like investing in something and still like pioneering something it's just different levels like once you cover the bases of like politics and government and things like that then the next generation cover the bases of mathematics and everything else that was mentioned and stuff and then like you keep building on it but you're still delving into it and like doing mm -hmm. something about it and like adding and contributing and stuff you know like right now i can't just like go live in my van for a little bit and like expect i can't expect someone to just like drop a van in my lap be like okay yeah go be free here's money no. for it support yourself or like I'll support you like that kind of thing like I'm having to like plan out how to get this shit done you know yeah. and that means I'm still working 40 hours a week I'm still like finding my own time in my weekends to like okay how do I take what I have in my life right now and then make what I want to happen happen based off of yes you know yeah yeah, yeah. that's like the coolest thing about life you can if you your can mind change literally anything. You can change anything at any moment. It literally doesn't matter. You can change. Pandemic. You can change. You can change <laughs> you your career change. path. You can change what you're doing with your life. You can change literally like your direction in life. One eighty. You mm -hmm. owe no excuses to anyone except maybe like a two week notice to your boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kindness. Yeah. Don't be like a dick about it. Yeah. But like, it's like do. do not let anything hold you back yeah. from like your dreams and oh. finding like actual happiness in your Let's life do not hands. fucking settle <laughs> let's just hold hands to that You're that was so cool. <laughs> i get chills I'm sorry here. i work on a covid unit now my hands are just <laughs> deteriorating well that's sanitizer we're almost done oh yeah 
are forced transitioning back. I started a new job in 2021. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations I changed my career path. Yeah. I think just to also wrap up with what Ricky was saying, it's just, I think she has really great points, but in the end, it's going to come down to you and your mindset mm-hmm. and the obstacles that you're facing within your own mind and making, whether it's self-sabotaging thoughts or making excuses or, you know, I know that there's always obstacles in life of, of maybe relationships you're having or people that are in the way, but I feel like in the end, you can always escape all of that. Ultimately, it's Y-O-U. Mm-hmm. And what Y-O-U want. You. Oh. <laughs> We have a chocolate. I kept trying to like get into your brain and like yell at you. It's like telepathic. I'm like, Lisa, hand me a chocolate. And you just never oh. got it. Oh, that's because I was thinking about what I wanted to contribute to that. <laughs> the world owing nothing. It's in your hands. <laughs> I'm not going to